I'm Itamar Blauer, and this is SEO in 2023. Itamar, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? Well, honestly, I think it's got to be about sustainability and thinking about sustainable SEO. So within that, we're talking not just about everything that you understand about SEO and everything that you're doing is great, but I think it's really important as SEOs, especially nowadays, to start thinking about the future. So if you're going to be in business in the next three to five years, I think you need to really focus on exactly what is still going to be applicable and working in terms of the way that Google is understanding and might possibly understand in terms of your content and SEO as a whole uh, in well, the next few years or even longer. Understand. Okay, so I was going to say, what does sustainability mean in practice? But in essence, is it don't use any tactics that um, are perhaps short term? Well, honestly, I think it's it's a mix of that and just using common sense. So I think that a, a good example to give here would be stuff like the recent helpful content update, right? And this is something that I I said on Twitter, I was like, they should have just called this the common sense update, because essentially what we're seeing and how Google is starting to sort of talk and the phrasing of the sort of recent updates, it's all, all about essentially, well, you just need to prove that you're an expert in what you do. So it's like if you're going to be writing and trying to rank for absolutely everything, you're not going to be able to do that because it common sense will tell us there is no person who is able to be an expert at all of these different fields. So that's just like one example of what I mean by trying to think sustainably. So if you're doing that sort of stuff right now, maybe it's time to focus really on what your actual niche is. What do you specialize in and double down on all of that to be able to prove you are an expert within that niche as an example. Great. Okay. And you also refer to your client's website and capabilities. So would your advice alter depending on the capabilities of your client's website? Oh, absolutely. It's not even just the website. It's about the business, right? So it's like if we're talking about sustainable SEO, essentially the result you're going to get is you're going to be able to rank sustainably throughout the next several years. But then you need to think about the business really and also the website. But if we focus on the business where if you are, for example, an e-commerce store, and you're selling a certain amount of products or there's a certain amount of products that you can have ready to be sold at a certain time, if you're all of a sudden going to be sustainable and you're scaling up your SEO and you're bringing so much more traffic in because you're ranking well and you're ranking sustainably, you know, do you have the capabilities to actually sell these products to customers? Because the last thing you want is to have so much demand for your products or your services and not be able to fulfill that supply because that's obviously going to hinder your own ability to run your business. You might end up getting you know, negative feedback, negative reviews. So it, you've got to really think in terms of like the more holistic business sense if you're actually going to be able to scale and to uh, rank sustainably. I love that. And I think that's um, an essential thought to really sink in to a lot of SEOs. Uh, for instance, if as per your example, you're working for an e-commerce store. There's obviously a lot of seasonality um, involved there as well. So just because something historically has driven a lot of traffic and a lot of sales, it doesn't necessarily mean that that is going to be the essential item as far as the business is concerned in the future. 
Absolutely. And it's also about understanding your niche and knowing what the industry is like within your niche. Because if you are anticipating certain things to be trendy in the next year or two, then you kind of also have to start thinking about it now. So there's a whole part of sustainable SEO where it's like you being in the know of being able to predict what's actually going to be big in the next few years. So that's something that I've written about and I call that keyword pioneering. So when we're talking about actually optimizing for content around things that you can predict, you're essentially pioneering the sort of keywords that you're trying to optimize for, even if they might not have, uh, let's say, any search volume if we're using, you know, keyword research tools, but then still being able to understand that it's like, well, you know, we are leading in this field. We anticipate X, Y, and Z to be prominent in the next, you know, one, two, three years. We're going to start writing about it now. So part of that, you know, going into sustainable SEO is about being able to identify and predict things and really be a leader within your field. Because by the time that stuff that you're writing about now is going to become popular, you're already dominating the SERPs because you've already got a load of content around it. And that obviously is identifying not only your expertise from the user's perspectives, because you're the person showing up, but also Google will get a better understanding in terms of how authoritative you are on these topics and areas within your industry. Yeah, I love that phrase, actually, keyword pioneering, because if you're in the, the phone niche, the, the smartphone niche, then you might want to, to write about iPhone 15, iPhone 16, and what could be coming. And that gives you a better opportunity to rank for those terms when those phones actually launch. And obviously, as, as you've, you've alluded to, it's essential to have conversations internally with your clients to get a feel for what products and services are likely to be coming in the future as well to give you an opportunity to, to, to rank for that. One other word that you mentioned, obviously, capabilities. So the capabilities of your client to deliver a, a particular product or service. But is this also the capability of the client's website to be able to publish a certain type of content or to be optimised to include different markup that you would want to, to add to the website as well, for instance? That may be so, absolutely. I mean, that sort of thing is, is, is a case-by-case -case basis. But of course, you want to be able to know that you have the capabilities from the tech side of things to be able to address any sort of new content you might want to create. Let's say you're trying to scale up a bunch of content and you're needing, like you said, whether that's to do with markup, whether that's to do with any multimedia that you might want to include. Let's say if you haven't got it currently, so you want to include a bunch of videos uh, in your content. Well, you know, do you have the right schema to be able to maximize the use of that? Are you hosting it locally on your website or are you going to have to embed it from another source? So that's all stuff you've got to think about in terms of the capabilities from the tech side on your website if you're actually able to deliver on the things that you are thinking of creating or publishing. So returning to keyword pioneering, is there another resource or piece of software that you would go to to try and establish which phraseology might be the best phraseology to incorporate within future content, apart from obviously having conversations directly with your clients? Yeah, I mean, the, the sort of main thing is really trying to be proactive as an SEO, where it's like if you are talking to a client, for example, 
you've got to really ask the right questions. You know, are they talking with sales on a regular basis? Do you have some kind of R&D team that's able to give you some more insights? But apart from that, it could be things such as going to conferences within that particular industry and trying to really speak to people and listen in actively and sort of try and see what could be the next big thing. Um, but apart from that, it's using your own your own mind. You know, sometimes you've got to really think the, the better you know an industry, the more you can sort of think to yourself, okay, well, what's what's an issue at the moment? What could be better? And try and, you know, to create ideas that way, or you can try and work backwards by sort of having some kind of solution. So you've obviously talked about the importance of having conversations internally in organizations to establish what might be coming down the line in terms of products and services and establish new keyword opportunities for there. Are there any third party resources, pieces of software that you would recommend that would assist you with this and helping you uh, determine which phrases to use and give you an indication of the likely future search volume available? That's a bit tricky with third party sources if we're talking about certain tools. And the reason for that is it's like they need to be established and there needs to be established demand for tools to be able to pick them up. So if we're making or taking the assumption that there's a term that's not being used at all, I think the best thing that you could do if it's not, you know, checking in with your clients and checking if, you know, if they're talking to sales or they're talking to R&D about any potential trends is to actually just go out and see any industry meetups or conferences um, that could be helpful and just talking to people there to get an idea but the only other thing you could do apart from that is using your own your own thought process and trying to even work backwards of thinking well what is currently missing that could be better thinking of what that solution might be and then working your way backwards and seeing what sort of content you can create about that that will help create a sort of uh, cluster around the solutions to this say new solution uh, or new idea within that industry. So it's like difficult to use tools for this, um, but the best thing you can do is use your brain and use other people's brain uh, brains. That's what I would say. Yeah, I love it. I mean, obviously, I mean, we've talked um, in the past about the importance of SEOs having conversations with customer service teams, with with sales teams. But I think you've, you've emphasized the importance of also having conversations with product teams who really understand the, the, the future strategy of the, of the company. Talking about future strategy, um, sustainable, sustainable SEO strategy, you've talked about creating a long term approach. And I think you also mentioned two or three years down the line as well. How do you actively build um, a, a long-term strategy? Um, how do you decide what to do, where you want to be in two or three years' time? And how do you actually achieve that in the long-term? Kind of what step-by-step, -step, weekly, monthly approach do you take in order to achieve your long-term targets? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Now, there's two sort of things you can do from the content side. So if there is the case where things are changing for example, every year, you've got a couple of options. The first thing you could do is try and be leading every year in terms of what's actually happening. So say, for example, your uh, niche is in marketing and you're talking about trends, for example, of what's going to happen in the next year. So if we're saying 2023 now, it's like we would want to create content now because we already know that the demand is going to start being there in Q3, Q4 of the previous year, right? So if we're saying like now it's 2022, if we're going to be writing about 2023, we should have already been writing about it, you know, in August and getting it 
up in like September, October time, because you need that kind of buffer to be able to build up the demand so that you'll be able to be one of the first ones to actually show when the time comes, when people are actually searching for it. Now, that's not to say that you'll be there you know, forever, but at least you're able to establish sort of dominance or first mover advantage, we can call it in this instance. Um, but the other thing you could do is just the whole concept of evergreen content, which is, I, I think is really important because I think it, it allows you to sort of have your a wealth of expertise and knowledge and experience in one big content piece where people can keep coming back to it as a resource. You're not going to need to be changing, for example, the slug, the URL of that piece of content. And it's a way for you to really demonstrate your expertise. And it's not even just for the you know organic search perspective. It's also great for a as a conversion tactic, potentially, in terms of what it is that you're selling or what you're offering is. So there are different things that you can do, but I think the long-term approach is generally you need to have a think about when certain things might become popular, and then you need to think you know, several months behind. So because you need to be able to plan in the, you know, the brainstorming of this content, who's going to be writing it? What are you going to be saying? You need to get all of that. You need to get it edited and ready and including any sort of optimizations you want to include. You've got to do that all before it comes to publishing it. So really and truly, it's about, you know, like timelines are very important when you do think about this sort of sustainable long-term approach. Um, and you need to be like hitting these deadlines if you really want to maximize the efficiency of it and the effectiveness of it, depending on, of course, if you are correct in your predictions of when certain things say on you in your industry, when they might become popular. So there's all sorts of things you can do. But I think the most important thing is to have a plan, because if you don't have a plan, then most likely something's going to be missed out and you're not going to be uh, as happy and seeing as good results as you might do if you had a plan and everything was structured and executed. Do you ever have any issues with getting clients on board in you targeting what are effectively zero volume keywords at the moment when you could be spending time on improving rankings for keywords that do have a demonstrably decent keyword volume now? Do I have problems? No, <laughs> no is the answer. I think a big part of how you can get this to work is about education and it's about really having the same wavelength with your clients in terms of why this is important because at the end of the day it shows that you've got their best interests at heart if you're saying okay well you know i i want to see you succeeding not just now but in the next three to five years and i think uh, clients will generally be pretty appreciative at something like that so i think it's down to like how you sort of get that conversation but you know of course you know, they have to buy into it. But that is one good way of getting them to buy into that sort of idea. So you've shared what SEOs should be doing in 2023. Now let's talk about what SEOs shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive, something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? Honestly, when I think about what SEOs shouldn't be doing, the word that comes to my mind is complacency. And I think that it's hard to dictate exactly what that might look like. But I think if you're an SEO now and you think, okay, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I've always done it like that, that approach isn't great. And the reason for that is like we've been seeing in more recent times and recent Google updates, whether it's about how Google understands language, whether it's about things like the helpful content update, things are always changing. And I think that 
you know, there are still people to this day who are complacent about thinking that, you know, spam commenting on different forums or blog comment links are working because I get hundreds of these. So there are people out there who are still complacent and think that works. So you don't want to be that person who's just, you know, stuck in the sand almost in terms of what was working for you well, maybe in the past few years, because that might not be the case tomorrow. And I think that's why it's really important to always be thinking, always be learning and being willing to adapt in terms of how you do SEO, uh, because otherwise you'll just get stuck in the past, unfortunately. Itamar Blauer is an SEO manager at Cure Media, and you can find him over at itamarblauer.com. Itamar, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you very much for having me. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com.